All right, welcome back to Project Recalibration. I'm your host, Chris Zepeda, and this is episode 12, day 12. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of a kind of personal story. Um, but I, I do believe that this is this right here is this is growth. And I want to be able to share this this tale of growth because it was it was not easy to go through this. And basically it's going to be centered around how the darkest place in my life helped me find life, light, sorry, not life. So, all right, let's get it going. It really, you know, I, it, this right here really honestly helped me shape how I handle every bad situation in life. And for those of you who don't know, my wife and I had a tire shop back in Fresno, California. Um, However, what many people don't know is exactly how that came to happen. You know, it was literally something I tripped into. My brother and his business partner had just opened up an auto repair shop. And somewhere along the line, they talked to my dad about financing some tire machines if he wanted to open up a small tire business from the corner of the shop. I wasn't actually doing much at that point other than literally spending most days with my then girlfriend and now wife and taking photos as a photographer for hire. I get asked by my dad if I'd like to get involved as a partner with the tire shop and Fidel and, Cha uh, Fidel and Chato's tire service for, was born out of a corner and a small, uh, crap, it was a very small corner in half of a 2,400 square foot shop. The other half was being used by an auto detailer who owned the shop. So, I mean, you can just imagine what that was like. <laughs> but anyhow, I had no prior experience in the industry. You know, I was a car salesman straight out of high school. I didn't know anything about tires. Like, I literally thought they still had tubes. Uh, but, you know, luckily, my brother's business partner was able to show me very limited tire knowledge he had from working in shops since he was, like, 14. And honestly, really helped bail me out of a ton of bad situations. Like, if I had been by myself, I would not be able to open up a tire shop successfully at the time. I didn't know how to remove a low-profile tire. I didn't even know that was a thing, you know? And I was stressing the fuck out. He came, showed me technique, and then explained to me I'd purchased the wrong machine. Um, should have bought one with an arm. Anyways, that happens very often. You know, he bailed me out of a lot of shit. So I'll give him that. I can't, I can't say bad things in regards to that. Anyways, we fast forward a bit. You know, my dad never actually got involved with the shop, and it ended up being a bad, uh, a one man show for the tires. Like it was just me by myself. Uh, but six months later, I had, you know, I had been able to buy the tire machine that would make things better with that arm, the helper arm, and that changed the game. You know, it allowed me to introduce wheels, and that that, that suddenly was able to get, you know, I, I was suddenly able to get paid like three different ways, if not four, you know, depending on the accessories and whatnot. But getting, I was able to get paid about three to four ways doing the same amount of work because now I can sell the wheels, now I can sell. Uh, tire sensors now I could sell the tires as well the installations and also different accessories or you know the alignment you know things like that because they had just purchased an alignment rack as well um, so with 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 these new machines you know and, and at that point I was actually already getting better too everything right there was making me better than like Costco and Walmart because now they don't have to wait four to five hours now they don't have to go to another shop to get an alignment now they can go to one place, get it all done, and, you know, it's all quality. And 
I didn't always think that way. You know, my brother honestly helped me sell that idea. Why would anyone want to buy tires from a guy who had just started installing tires earlier that year who thought they still had tubes and was working out of a small corner in someone else's shop? You know, that's, that's, not, that's not really the story that many people want to hear when they're getting brand new tires installed on their car. You know, they're, well, fuck, you know, I want somebody who, who has experience. Well, he helped me build the value and confidence in what I offered and kind of just enabled me to approach more clients with that confidence. And around the same time, my wife had started helping me run the Instagram. And wow, like she literally tripled the business. Like our life changed. You know, we ended up all moving into a 4,000 square foot shop together, just us and uh, my brother and his partner. Uh, we no longer had the detailer next to us. You know, I couldn't work out of a small corner and they couldn't work out of a 1,200 square foot shop. So, you know, we needed that expansion. And we had grown together, helping each other out every step of the way. You know, I helped them operate when they couldn't be there. My wife and I brought them clients. You know, they, they brought us clients. You know, they bailed me out of shit. You know, when they couldn't afford to have someone there full time, I would step in to help them complete jobs. Um, when I couldn't be there sometimes, they would help me too. So, like, we were always just working symbiotically. It was a great relationship. And... You know, somewhere along the line, we had gotten to a point where we had really taken off. The business was growing. The income was growing monthly. Like, the debt was getting paid off. You know, we had established strong relationships with our suppliers, clients. And, you know, I felt like we had a strong relationship with the, with my brother's shop as well. And then it happened. You know, we had a disagreement. It was a long-time feud. You know, things stretched out. It was like months, months on end where we were just, like, not wanting to be around one another or each other. Like... It was almost like the shops stopped getting along. And, you know, we all have our own perspectives to what happened. And, you know, I don't know their side. I don't know their story. So it's not going to be fair for me to share mine. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, let's just say after months on end of mental torment, having to be surrounded by people I don't want to be around. And, you know, they didn't want to be around me either. My wife and I had had enough. February 21st, 2020, we decided our mental and physical health was more important than holding on to what the shop used to be for us. You know, we, were, we were building this business that had changed our life. We were enjoying the fruit of our labor finally. We had began to live a better life and enjoy more things we weren't able to do, but we also weren't living lives that actually made us happy. You know, I believe our interior environment is as important, if not more important, than our exterior environment. But if neither is in a good place, then you're in a bad spot, and that's where we were. And no money's worth it, at least not to us. I made the most difficult decision that I ever had to make. I wasn't going to go back to the shop anymore. I wasn't going to go do this to myself or my wife anymore, no matter how much I loved what we had created. I sold them everything. They said they would continue caring for the clientele. It's what made the most sense. It was what was the fastest way for us to get out of there. And yeah, it just, you know, I never went back. It hurt me for a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I haven't talked to either one of them since. I left the business I loved. I lost a brother. I lost a friend from kindergarten. You know his business partner, which you know I don't. They're lost. I don't, you know they're not my friend. Blah blah blah. Whatever it is, I was angry at them. I was depressed. You know I was I was just having. You know I had given up what I had worked for, almost in an instant. And at the time, my oldest brother, not the one with the shop, but the one older than us, is on and off drugs and. That was one of the times where he decided to run off again and get lost. So, you know, there was no brothers for me. The, my wife and I were arguing almost every day, not really getting along. My parents were depressed seeing what was happening with their sons. You know, my wife and I had over $40,000 of debt and no income coming in right there anymore. And, 
one night my while my wife and I were at home, you know, I began to feel this pain in my chest and in my left arm going numb. You know, I Googled symptoms and the only thing that sounded like what I was experiencing was a heart attack. And you know, I told my wife, Hey, I think I'm having a heart attack. You know, she drove me drove me to the emergency room and you know, there I find out that I was actually just experiencing a panic attack. And, you know, panic attacks tend to happen a lot to people that aren't in a good mental state. You know, there's a lot of worries. So I, I don't know. I mean, that that's what was explained to me, right? Anyhow, you know, life didn't really seem to be anywhere near where I wanted to be at that moment or where I thought I was going to be at that moment. Everything was pointing at our life looking different. And it just wasn't happening, right? You know, we're trying to take our mind off everything as best as possible, but it wasn't working. My life was built around what we had created. Everything I went, everywhere I went, I was reminded about what I didn't want to think about. People would ask me about the shop, my brothers, my wife and I had probably heard, or had, yeah, my wife and I had probably been heard by about every neighbor yelling at each other at that time too. So, you know, we, we decided we needed a different scenery. Um, but in the mix of all this, we started to read a book called The Art of Communicating. In that book, I read about suffering. I read about communicating with myself. I learned about facing the pain until it is not pain any longer. Before, I would allow the pain to surface for maybe, excuse me, for maybe a minute, but then I'd distract myself with something else to avoid thinking about it. You know, the book gave me some very practical and easy ways to start conquering the hurt instead of adding it to the stack. Now, I, started, I, I started addressing all the pain and points inside of me slowly. Now, I found problems that, you know, when I was a little kid, I hadn't dealt with. This self-exploration was truly like sitting across the room from myself and talking to myself as if I was in a therapy session. Now, I began to understand the pain. I acknowledged every feeling inside of me, and I began to let it all out. There were tears. There were physical painful moments as well because, you know, sometimes this emotional pain manifests itself as hurt in our stomach and our heart, you know, and I'm, I'm confident that's what the panic attack was as well. Pain surfacing itself to the, you know, to the, to the exterior. And, um, you know, one more factor that came into play while I was exploring the darkness that I allowed my spirit to become you know, in the mix of all the pain, the hurt, the anger, the sadness, the depression, the disappointment, I found a light. It was a small light. Uh, it, it stood out to me because everything else was dark. And yeah, that little light helped me see things clearer. You know, it's hard to really make sense of something when you can't see it. But, you know, that shining that light, I, I was able to see what had already been like basically abandoned in there for a long time. I was a mess. And, you know, before the light, I wasn't able to really see how much of a mess I was inside. I didn't realize how much I really needed to clean up. I also noticed that the more I used the light to guide me, the brighter the light would grow. And eventually I could see everything in my spirit. I was making progress. I was thinking clearer. I was feeling alive again. My wife and I weren't as quick to be, you know, like aggressive towards each other anymore. And I was actually starting to sleep well again. And one night, what happened this night, like around 1230 to 1 a.m., it, it was, 
it was it was powerful. It was something I had never experienced before. I remember waking up or being awake actually. I was I didn't wake up. I was still awake. I was thinking about, you know, just some of the things that had found inside of me and all the progress that had been made, you know, I was just like, damn, you know, everything's everything's feeling, you know, I'm I'm making progress. It's feeling good. It's going good. And then I thought about that guiding light. I thought about how well I could see inside my spirit again, how I made room for the light by clearing out the darkness. That light wasn't getting brighter. It just wasn't being covered by darkness anymore. And then it hit me. That wasn't like a light, you know, like, you know, this is, <laughs> I'm in my spirit, you know, this isn't a flashlight. That light, that light guided me and accompanied me when I was cleaning my room. And it was a light that I had never paid attention before. I had never paid attention to before. And in that darkness, in the worst place of my life, what made the most sense to me was that that light was God guiding me. And I was able to find God. God is a guide in life. And, you know, he's always helping to try to lead us in the right direction. But for the first time in my life, I allowed God to be the bigger energy inside of me, which, you know, that that allowed the negativity to stop being the bigger energy inside of me. All that negativity that had manifested inside of me started going away when I allowed the light to grow. You know, I had... I had this vibration of peace and goodness going up and down my body when I was thinking this. Like, you know, I smiled in bliss. I was at peace. I wasn't afraid of spending time in my spirit anymore because when I was in my spirit, I could see the light of God and I wanted to be in that spirit. That right there was an unbelievable feeling. I remember waking up the next morning telling my wife exactly what had happened. But, you know, speaking of my wife, she had been reading a book prior to this happening as well called God Calling. And that book was given to me by a client when I was first starting to sell cars. It was a daily, like, you know, daily journal with the excerpts in it based on the Christian beliefs. I think it was excerpts from the Bible. So I had never actually spent time to read it, but I never lost it. I never gave it away. And, you know, I, I got I had gotten rid of many books every single time I moved. I would get rid of some books, but I never got rid of that one. She started reading it and, you know, she would share the excerpts with me because, you know, they were helping make spiritual progress for her. So she wanted to pass on the, the help to me. And by simply listening to her read every single day, I was able to make a connection with God. You know, I never read the book. I just carried it for three years only to have my wife pick it up one day and read it to me when I needed the guidance the most. And to begin reading it right when I was addressing the pain points, I don't believe that happens by coincidence. You know, we needed to face this. It gave us clarity about where we wanted to take our relationship, you know, where we wanted our lives to go, how we wanted to strengthen our spirituality. It made us stronger than ever before. So I don't think that these things happened by coincidence. I believe that we had to go through this dark moment. We had to go through this pain. We had to go through all this fucking bullshit so that we could seek an answer outside of ourselves. And by seeking that answer outside of ourselves, you know, we found God. Afterwards, we ended up moving to Phoenix. You know, she, had, she was ready to leave California before meeting me. I was ready to leave California before meeting her. We sold everything, literally everything we didn't need, kept only what we needed, packed it into a car and a truck we rented, and 
drove ourselves out here. You know, we moved out here in May. By November, we had paid off all the debt. We had made new friends. We had met with old friends, grew as a couple, and we established ourselves well in a new city. At this point, I don't believe I'm doing anything exceptional just yet. I just can't help to feel grateful, though, for where we are. You know, in six months, we were able to transform every aspect of our life. And it all started by embracing that pain. You hear it in workouts all the time, no pain, no gain. But that applies spiritually as well. If we don't exercise because it's tiresome or because it leaves us sore, then we don't grow in a physical way, right? Like our muscles won't grow. We won't get into better shape. Now, if we don't face the pain, if we don't face the hurt, if we don't go through that spiritually until we're able to greet it with love and compassion, just like, you know, until we reach a PR with the weightlifting, well, then we can't grow spiritually either. You know, and God helped me see the ones that I wasn't ready to face. All those pains I wasn't able to face, God helped me see them. Because by myself, there is no light. Uh, and you know, I would likely still be moving around in that darkness, unable to conquer all that that I had accumulated. You know, God was spotting me to make sure that I could lift all this heavy weight off my spirit. And, you know, fortunately today we are in a place in life right now that you know, I never thought was possible. We're at peace. Our relationship is loving. It's beautiful, actually. It's not perfect, but it's one that I wouldn't trade for the world. And I get to spend every single day with my wife, watching her little stomach grow with our baby inside. She pushes me. She motivates me. She supports me every step of the way with my business, with my personal endeavors. Like, we're just, we're just very different together as a couple and as individuals than we were at this point a year and a half ago, right? And I developed a stronger relationship than ever before with my parents, you know, and out here we live in a, you know, we live in a pretty cool house. We live in a pretty cool neighborhood. We live in a pretty cool city. Like we love where we're at. Like every, everything has greatly improved and you know, I'm, my parents are proud. That that always feels great. You know, having a great relationship with your parents, having their blessing in life, and you know, just just having them be proud of that. Not because not because I'm fucking rich. Not because of this or that. Like, no, they're proud of their son because they see what type of fucking spirit I have inside of me right now. And they, they know they, they know I'm doing pretty well. Like it's not that I'm hella rich or hella wealthy or anything. We're not making a bunch of money, but you know, we're not hurting financially either. So they know that their son is okay. And then they know that they're 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 not just me, but like our our little family, I don't know how to address it. Like their son and his wife and his and their little baby to be, like, you know, we're fine. We're great. We're we're doing pretty well for ourselves right now. And it's not just in a financial way, like all the way around we're doing very, very well. And, you know, in life, we're always going to face something difficult. Just because things are going good right now doesn't mean they will always be good. But, you know, when things go bad, we know how to address them now. And, you know, we address them by not letting the pain sit inside and, 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 and grow. And by help, help letting God guide us along the way. And, you know, what is out of our control, we can handle it that way. What is in, car in our control, we can prevent. You know, one thing that had recently been bugging me uncontrollably that was in my control was you know, how much my brother had hurt me, but also realizing that 
he has helped me more than he hurt me. And that was bugging me. That was a dilemma I was facing. Like, I know he he's helped me more than he's hurt me. You know, he wasn't always what I created him to be because of our disagreement. I began to spend more time thinking about him in a loving and compassionate way. You know, he's one of the biggest role models in my life. You know, I'd be an, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that. I'd be I'd be hiding some information if I didn't say that. He really influenced me positively in life. Even if I don't agree with everything he does, the good thing that I agreed with, the 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 good that I took from him helped me. And you know, without them, without either brother, because the other brother, on or off drugs, he showed me that life is possible to be however I imagine it. If it wasn't for Adrian introducing to us that we could do whatever we wanted to when we were young, you know, based on what we had been exposed to, I don't know if I'd be chasing some of the things I'm chasing right now. And, you know, same thing with, with Ernesto. He, he, sh- he didn't teach me that we could do what we wanted to. What he did is show me that you can do what you want to. And so, you know, with that said, I, I hadn't talked to him. Um, I'm, I'm not kidding. It, it had not been a while. It had been a while since, since we left the shop. We hadn't talked. And one thing I learned in life from people who were at the end of theirs is that a human, as a human, you rarely regret what you did. It's what you didn't do that makes dying painful. Or the loss of a loved one unbearable. You know, I decided I wasn't going to allow myself to die knowing that the last thing I told him was, I wouldn't mind if I didn't ever see you again. And I got enough courage to pick up the phone earlier this month and call him. I didn't want to. I didn't know what to say. But if either one of us left this earth, I wouldn't be able to call or say anything even if I was ready to. I wasn't going to take that chance. I wasn't going to live with that regret. Fortunately, he answered. I'm pretty sure he could have not answered. It was a, <laughs> it was an Arizona number, so he answered. Probably, probably thought it was me. I don't know, but we spoke for about an hour, and you know that that really helped keep the light on within my spirit. And again, if I had ignored this emotion I was having around this topic, like I'd be adding darkness back to the soul instead. I'd rather continue to accumulate light in my spirit. You know, my life flows better when I'm in harmony with God and myself and everything in regards to myself and God's guidance was telling me I needed to pick up the phone and call my brother. I'm not a Christian. I don't identify with any religion either. I just, you know, I've taken what I could from each teaching I've been exposed to and I created this understanding of what God's role in our life is. Yet I don't want to go through these tough times. Nobody does. But because of the darkness, I was able to see the light. Without my period of darkness, I would not have been able to find God. You know, life never happens to us. It happens for us. And I hope that I've explained this here in a way that makes sense and can hopefully be used as, you know, words of experience and encouragement to somebody else in a very dark spot. Uh, With that said, this is episode 12, day 12 of Project Recalibration. I'm your host, Chris Apetta. And, you know, I'd like to thank you for listening in today. I hope that you can have a blessed day as well. And, you know, take care.